Sensitive listeners are advised. I once dated a psychology major with a jealous streak. I was a literature major with a jealous streak. We drank champagne and plotted the deaths of our enemies. By enemies, I mean people with jobs, and by champagne, I mean boxed wine and Sprite. She was beautiful in a way that only a French Latina with a graduate degree can be. Drop dead sexy, and she knew it. We'd go to bars. And it was like every empty seat beside her was a magnet for freshmen going for their BA in awkward. It was never "come here often" or "what's your sign." More like, "Hey, I like what you said in feminist studies class today. Before I met you, I was like totally unaware of my castration anxiety." Every couple says "I love you" in its own way. Ours wasn't about what we said to each other. But what we said to others, as a jealous couple, we had this jealous game. It was simple: men would hit on her, and she'd let them. Then I'd tell them to leave, but not right away. She liked watching my jealousy age, as if it were a wheel of cheddar. The more my face twisted with rage, the more it said, "I love you." But one night, I wait too long. I let the TA from my history of consciousness class slip one too many whispers in her ear, and whatever he says, it makes her laugh so hard that for a second, she's ugly, ugly in the way a good orgasm makes everyone temporarily hideous. I tell her we have to go. Outside, she's asking me what's wrong. Why am I so freaked out? Is this about the laugh thing? It's just part of the game, she says. Then, I hear it. A voice from the edge of the night says, "Yo, can I bang your girlfriend?" I turn to find him closer than I thought. He's one of those UFC fanboys. Forehead takes up half of his face. Arms hang below his knees. He looks the way an orangutan would look if you covered it in tribal tattoos and made it pound a gallon of Four Loko. Matching tap-out hat and T-shirt. The guy who knows everything about martial arts, except how to do them. And I'm thinking, if anything goes down, me and my semester of judo and my Mexican jumping bean style and the fact that I am so drunk on kamikazes I have lost all feeling in my limbs are gonna form a Voltron on this guy. But no need to be rude. I simply explain to him in a calm and respectful way where his mother was last night and why she wasn't home in time for Fruit Loops. After that, the speed at which he moved was astonishing, and it dawns on me that in fact there is a very real possibility that he knows martial arts. And the more I keep swinging and hitting the air, while he keeps connecting on me as if his knuckles have like a GPS 4G full signal lock on my face, the more I enter a space of knowing. This guy totally knows martial arts. I look at her, and she is ugly in a whole new way, like she's watching a scary movie. Except the scary movie is me. And for the next 60 seconds, all I see is just GPS accurate fist after fist after fist. At the next dark alley, jab left. At the next call for help, hook right. The evening ends in the ER. 
I've got ice packs on every exposed inch of my skin, so it looks like I just got beat up by an igloo. She goes to get my paperwork, and the male nurse at the counter says something that makes her smile. She answers, and he smiles. And soon, it's not an offhand remark or a passing glance, but a full-on textbook flirt session, and I can't believe it. How could she? Right in my face. And I want to ask her, is the game just always on? And if it's always on, is it even a game? Or is it just who you are? Like, is this just who you are? She comes back with the forms, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for her to notice the look on my face, but she doesn't. She just starts filling everything out. Under medical conditions, she just knows astigmatism. Under race, she doesn't enter Latino. She just writes in the margin half Mexican, one-eighth Filipino, one-eighth Spanish, one-eighth Caucasian, one-eighth declined to state, like I would. She finishes the whole thing without asking me any questions but one. It's asking who to call in case of an emergency, she says. Can I just put me? Yeah. Yeah. Just put you. Ada Perez is a recipient of the Arts Council Silicon Valley Fellowship for Literary Arts. His poetry collection, Love in a Time of a Robot Apocalypse, is available through the appropriately titled Right Bloody Publishing. The story is produced by Jamie DeWolf with sound design provided by our own Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.